0: Welcome to RLF Radio, the only show that helps young baseball players and their parents prepare for high school athletics and beyond. Brought to you by the Ryan Lemon Foundation, with your host, Dick Owens, Guy Lemon. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. And uh, today, we're going to have a special guest coming in talking about recruiting. So this is for all of you parents, players, even some of your coaches. We have Justin Roswell from the Senior Director from Team 1 Baseball and Baseball Factory and we're very very happy to have him. We're going to talk about this subject today is going to be really good. Justin, how are you? I'm good, Dick. Thank you very much for having me today. Absolutely. So, tell us a little background about yourself.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I'm going on uh, year 16 with Baseball Factory. Uh, I started with them back in 2001. Uh, I've helped in our player development uh, division. I've helped with our tryout process. I've helped with our athletes in the recruiting efforts, and now I currently operate the Baseball Factory Under Armour uh, Tournament and Showcase Division across the country.
0: Boy, that's a lot. <laughs> that's, it is a that's, lot. That's a lot. It is a lot. So start right off. How do people get a hold of you if they want, need to get a hold of you? Absolutely. Obviously,
1: uh, you know our website is the best source of information to get a hold of myself or somebody on our team. Uh, baseballfactory.com is a, a wealth of information uh, for athletes, parents, coaches, college coaches, scouts, uh, what have you, to uh, to access us as, as an organization and uh, to get a future uh, more information. Okay.
0: Okay. And let's start off real quick with, I'm a, I'm a parent, and I've got a, say, a 7th grader or 8th grader. Is my kid going to get recruited? I mean, is that something we're going to start with these days, or is that my... Barking up a tree.
1: I I sure hope he does, Dick. Uh, Obviously, you know, the the first and foremost, you know, piece of the evaluation process and recruiting process is to get evaluated. Uh, Whether they're 6th, 7th, 8th, all the way through 12th grader, we have to have an idea of where our abilities lie as an athlete. And even as an 8th grader, our staff will run players through a pro-style workout we will we'll watch them stretch, watch them run, watch them throw, watch them hit, watch them showcase their defensive position, watch them take batting practice. If they're a pitcher, they'll go through a bullpen session. And that gives our staff, our scouting staff, a really good idea of where that player's abilities lie and to provide a non-biased evaluation for the family to kind of give them an idea of where their skill set is at and a recipe for
0: success moving forward. We. So is my 7th grader going to go through that? Is that something absolutely. that he should go through? Absolutely. And where we, do I do that? We start, do that it, with we you? start at
1: age 12, absolutely. Yeah. If you go to BaseballFactory.com and you click on our national tryout, uh, you be able to find uh, the map of the 50 United States and uh, obviously find the tryout that fits with you geographically, whether you live in Idaho or you live in Hawaii or you live in Alaska. We've started to go to Alaska. We hit all 50 states. Uh, so it's an opportunity for athletes to get seen by our staff and for us to start a, a scouting report on them as a, even as young as 7th grade.
0: Now are college coaches out there watching seventh and eighth graders these days, or is that a fallacy?
1: You know, Dick. I, you know, I've seen a college coach watch one eighth grader by the name of Bryce Harper. Typically, you know, there aren't going to be pretty good, a, pretty good player. He, he's he's above average. <laughs> uh, typically, you're not going to see too many college recruiters looking at seventh and eighth graders uh, unless their skill sets are, are far far exceed what a 13- or 14-year-old is currently right now. But typically, college recruiters are going to start recruiting athletes between 9th through 11th grade, depending upon the the level of ability of the college itself. So the higher the level of the ability, the earlier they're going to start that process. So obviously, as a 7th and 8th grader, you need to find out where you're at ability-wise, create a recipe for success moving forward, and work on skill development before we can put ourselves in front of college coaches.
0: So my 9th grader and my too late am i behind the curve already or is this something that that he can get on board with and and start going through
1: no definitely not too late obviously the the process for the ninth grade would be exactly the same we would run them through that pro style workout provide you as a family a non-biased evaluation and at the end of the day the worst thing you can have is a scouting report and an idea of what level of college baseball our organization feels your son will be successful at
0: and how many how many kids do you see a year through your program as
1: an organization we see between 15 and twenty thousand high school baseball players uh, throughout the calendar year we see about five to ten pre-high school players that's age 12 through 14
0: geez that's a lot of kids
1: yeah absolutely and it gives us an, it gives us a very good barometer of where those athletes are so we're not just looking at players from california we're looking at players from all 50 states to give high school baseball coaches college baseball coaches a really good assessment of where we feel these kids are at amongst all all 50 states, not just one state in particular.
0: So my son at that point, he's in ninth grade, should he start worrying about College. I mean, is that something I have to start worrying I about now? I wouldn't use the word worry. I would use the word... Well, I want him to go to college. I want him to have a scholarship, a full-ride scholarship. He's going to be going. He's going He's to be the best thing that ever happened. I, I mean, so I has got to happen.
1: I hope that he does. I, I feel the word excited is a little bit more appropriate than the word worry. I feel that as a ninth grader, there should be a recipe for success every single year as a high school baseball player. So if, if your son is a freshman in high school... Obviously, we want to make sure that he's got the ability to get his get an assessment, develop skills as a as a freshman. Work on our hitting, work on our defense, work on our pitching, work on our arm strength, work on our bodies to make sure that as we progress through 10, 11, 12th grade, we're ready to get seen by college coaches and hopefully the major league baseball draft coming up.
0: And and are the college coaches out there in eighth grade, ninth grade? Are they out there and are they watching junior high kids? I particularly have not seen
1: college coaches out there watching junior high school kids they' typically they're going to watch athletes that are going to fit their program and like I said you know the top 25 division one college baseball programs may be looking at eighth and ninth graders to start a book on them to start a report uh, to start a report with the family obviously there are some NCAA regulations that prohibit those schools from contacting those families too early uh, but it doesn't mean that those college coaches can't start. Uh, to have uh, information and evaluation on those athletes as young as eighth and ninth grade.
0: Yeah, so we wanna we want to start that process pretty early. So the big thing we always talk about, uh, and I know you have for years talked about academics and that, where do we stand as ninth grade, I'm coming into ninth grade and I need to look at, at NCAA requirements. Is that something that I should look at? Are they going to set me on the right path at school so I make sure I have the right courses so I can get into a Division I or Division II or Division Three or NAIA and even JUCO at that point? I mean, is that something that happens early? Absolutely. You know, hopefully your guidance counselor, using the word
1: guidance, is, is guiding you and your family uh, to to ensure that your child is taking the required courses. Obviously, every college has specific academic requirements that they have for being admitted, you know, academic student first, Um, those college coaches and those colleges will assess the first six semesters, that's freshman, sophomore, and junior season contingent upon your admission to that university. So obviously your freshman year is important, your sophomore year is important, your junior year, even your senior year, all of them are very, very important in order to be admitted to a university, so the academics obviously is the first integral part. We are students first we're baseball players second we're student athletes to help uh, you know with the academic side
0: so typically you have to have what a two point oh or do you got to have more how do I do this? obviously
1: uh, you know high schools across the country that pretty much the standard to be eligible as a high school student athlete is two point colleges, every single college is different. Uh, Things have changed over the years where baseball players in college uh, were kind of given a grace period of one semester to kind of get their act together. That has now changed where a college student-athlete freshman year freshman fall obviously baseball is a spring sport if they become ineligible in the fall they're ineligible in the spring it didn't used to be like that it used to be where they would give those those college kids a a semester to get their their act together obviously that has changed so we uh as an organization want to ensure that that student athlete first of all will be admitted to that school and second of all can 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 retain his academics at the college
0: level to ensure that he's eligible to play baseball in the spring. That, does that that go across all divisions division one, two, three in AIA I mean is that in other words they if they screw up the first year, first semester, are they going to be able to play in the spring?
1: you know dick for the NCAA division 1 2 II, and 3 that's that's across the board the NAI pretty much govern themselves the NAI for those of you who do not know NAI is a division of college baseball typically those are parochial private institutions across the country typically have some sort of religious connotation Uh, Affiliated with them, they pretty much govern themselves and they have uh, a little bit more leeway with the academic side of things. Junior colleges, obviously, again, is another form of of college baseball, which is for players that are going to a two year institution. Uh, California is its own animal, and the other 49 states kind of govern themselves. (laughs) They have their own thing. They have their own thing. They don't let us play in the College World Series. (laughs) So, uh, obviously, the junior college level is a little bit different. They probably have a little bit more leeway than a four year institution would.
0: So, if I'm in school and I, I'm still a freshman, should I start looking at schools right now? I mean, is that something I absolutely. should start looking
1: it, at? You, know, you know, Dick, it never hurts for you as a student uh, athlete to, to start looking at colleges. If I'm a, a ninth grader and I'm playing in a tournament in California and I live in Colorado, absolutely. I, you know, if it's a Sunday and I've got a couple hours to go kill, I'll go look at University of California, Irvine. I go make drive up to Long Beach State. I can go drive over to Cal State Fullerton. Even with where we are here in Costa Mesa, California we're a stone's throw away from about 50 Division One schools in Southern California. So you as a family can obviously go walk the campus. You can go look at the baseball field. If you're proactive you can try and set up a campus visit. You can try and introduce yourself to the baseball coach. Absolutely. It doesn't hurt to start to put together a list of schools that you feel you could obviously be a student at and you want to go be a baseball player. And,
0: and I can go talk to the coach. Is that- is that okay? Or is my, is my dad, can he go talk to him? I mean, there, are, there are
1: some restrictions for you as a freshman. Uh, the college coaches cannot contact you uh, via the telephone until uh, after uh, July 1st of your junior season. Uh, doesn't mean that you cannot, you can proactively contact the coach as many times as you'd like. Uh, Obviously, electronic communication, email, text message, they have their own set of rules. Um, And typically what will happen is if that college coach is interested in you as a player, they will contact your travel coach, they will contact your high school coach and have you reach out to them proactively so they don't uh, violate any rules. Um, Obviously, as you progress through high school season and through your high school career, you have uh there are other limitations where the coach can contact you once a week you can contact him as many times as you'd like so it doesn't hurt to get yourself out to that college coach i wouldn't start uh asking for scholarship dollars as a freshman (laughs) obviously that's probably not the the most unless you're bryce harper right (laughs) unless you're bryce harper um obviously moms and dads have a place in this process and that uh will be dictated by the coach uh, at the end of the day, those college coaches are recruiting uh, your son. Uh, Student-athletes are not recruiting your folks, but there is a there is a process. There is a place for every family and every parent in this situation, and typically that will be
0: dictated by the college coach. So the parents really kind of take a back seat or behind the scenes, so to speak, I guess, right for the kid and, and let the kid get out there and figure out what he wants to do.
1: That That is what we strongly advise families to do. At the end of the day... You know, that college coach is recruiting that student. They're not recruiting that family. Obviously, that family is an extension of the athlete. But at the end of the day, they're recruiting that athlete. And college coaches want to hear from the kids. Yes, they're going to contact your college, your high school coach. Yes, they're going to contact your travel ball coach because obviously they get to see you every single day. But as a parent, you have to kind of take a back seat in this process. You have to push your son a little bit, provide him, and continue to provide him opportunities, can kind of continue to kick him in the butt a little bit to make sure that he's in the right, uh, you know, in the right path and the right direction for success. Uh, but obviously, you know, the, the student athlete is the
0: one who is ultimately being recruited by that coach. Does, does Team One Baseball Factory, do you guys contact uh, travel ball coaches? Do you guys do that?
1: We do contact travel ball coaches, absolutely, yes. We, Like I said, I, I operate our Under Armour Tournament Division. We run about 15 large tournaments across the country from Florida to California where we have uh, top elite travel ball coaches that uh, that come to our events, absolutely.
0: And how and how does my son get involved in that? How does he get to be an Armour player?
1: Obviously, travel ball has, has grown uh, tremendously uh, in the last uh, 10, 15 years, and travel baseball has become... Uh, inclusive to almost every single high school baseball player, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, with that said, various travel organizations from your city, from your town, operate independently. Uh, typically, most of them have a tryout process that your child would need to go through. Obviously, the the internet is your best source of information uh, to to, fi- to try and find contact information for those various travel ball organizations. We at the factory do operate our own internal. Under Armour Baseball Factory teams that compete at some of these larger events. And those athletes that are on our teams have come through our tryout process like we started with, and they are put into specific uh, teams that are going to help them progress, going to help their skill set grow, and help them get seen by college coaches. Now,
0: you, you run some pretty big tournaments, and is that... Just strictly uh, Under Armour or or Baseball Factory, or do you have other teams involved that come to those tournaments?
1: Absolutely, yeah, we do have outside organizations here in California. Uh, particularly, we run two big hundred team tournaments uh, in the middle of the summer in the in the month of July. Uh, we run two uh, two events in June as well uh, with outside organizations like uh, CBA and uh, Garcia Par Baseball and Phenom Baseball and some of the top tier. Uh, travel ball organizations across the country we have really good teams They have the prospects national team from texas that come out so we do have some of those larger organizations that want to get seen by our scouting staff and want to and you know we have created a platform where fifty hundred college coaches can watch those athletes in,
0: in on 10 fields in a four-day period so let's go back a little bit on my on my recruiting so i know one thing that i know when my son was growing up there Video was taken a little bit, but and we'd send it to a college coach, and, and I know people would always say the college coaches just throw it in the trash can. So if we want to take a video, I know that, that you do as Team One at the Baseball Factory, you guys do that. Is that a good idea to be able Absolutely. to do that these
1: days? Absolutely, Dick, yes. And, you know, when your son came through our program, obviously our technology was not what it is today. And, you know, when we started back in 1994, we used to make VHS tapes. And we went from VHS tapes to CDs, went from CDs to DVDs. Half the
0: the kids have no idea what you're talking about out there.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And now everything has become digital and has become online. And obviously, you could pull your iPhone out. You can take a 30-second clip of your child now. You can upload it to YouTube and email that link off to a college coach. We at at the factory do operate uh, our prep video sessions where we – uh videotape the players in HD uh, 4K cameras across the country where we create about a 2 to 3 minute video of each child we put that on our online baseball factory player page platform for them to then market themselves to college coaches but at the end of the day the information is still being disseminated in the same way whether it says baseball factory at the top or if it's a youtube or if it's a personal video on your iphone you're still giving the same information to that college coach obviously when it's coming from our platform it lends you know 23 years of credibility
0: and ultimately that college coach is still going to assess what he sees on that screen do college coaches call you and say hey justin I'm looking for a second baseman who bats left-handed and can really do uh, really damage with the with the ball. Are there those guys call you? Absolutely, we have a team of people who
1: who do. Uh, handle those types of phone calls those types of inquiries from college coaches we have an online database that is free to college coaches that is free to professional scouts that every player that comes through our door is put into this database and if a college coach is looking for a right-handed pitcher that throws 85 miles an hour or higher that lives in california arizona nevada and carries a 3.5 gpa he can run those queries and a whole list of athletes will come up with their scouting report and their video and they can sift through each individual athlete to see if it'll be a good fit for their program so yes all those athletes uh, are put into our database college coaches do contact us on a daily basis we have anywhere between about a thousand and fifteen hundred unique visitors on our online database each month so we, we really see the traffic that we get uh from those college coaches
0: so let's go back to academics here real quick and and people we stress academics a lot these days and more and more it's it's uh more important today than it's ever been Coaches today, I know they're looking at athletes, and it's great that the guy's a great outfielder or shortstop or whatever. But if he has two guys that are equally the same, and one's a 2.5 student and the other one's a 3.5,
1: which one do you think he's going to take? Yeah, that's obviously a no-brainer, Dick. And obviously college has become very, very expensive Uh, at that point colleges have, 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 have heightened their admissions process, so they're very, very selective with the students that they bring onto their campus and obviously colleges are a business and they want retention in their students and with that said, those college coaches have to ensure that that athlete is going to retain their academics so they become eligible so those college baseball coaches can win baseball games. So obviously the academic process starts at the high school level to ensure that we're eligible as a high school student, we can get into that university academically, and then we can sustain our academics once we do get into college so the, the academic component absolutely has become and it
0: always has been the first and foremost uh, reason for going to college and and let's talk about scholarships D one, how many scholarships are available? Correct for
1: a fully funded Division one program, Dick. There are eleven point seven scholarships, and that
0: means funded. that the school will fund that. But that doesn't mean every school is going to fund that amount, right? They Exa- could have fund ten.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah. So, like the Ivy League schools, which are your Harvard, your Brown, uh, your Yales, those. Division 1 baseball programs do not have athletic money for their students. They do have some grant money. They have some academic money. But every single baseball player that goes to Yale is treated exactly the same. They're all recruited walk-ons. They do not get athletic money. Uh, UC Santa Barbara, where I went to school, is a, is a top Division 1 program. As you saw, they were in the College World Series. They do not have 11.7 scholarships. They have about 11. So obviously those college coaches have to be extremely creative when they're allocating funds to their students. The minimum they can give an athlete is twenty five percent. It didn't used to be like that. They used to be able to give a hundred dollars or five hundred dollars. Now the minimum they can give a student athlete is twenty five percent. So if you do the math and realize there's about thirty to thirty five baseball players on a roster, not every kid is paying their way by the by the school. Obviously, a lot of those athletes. I mean, my aren't.
0: kid's not getting to get fifty thousand dollars scholarship. I mean, I hear about all these guys getting full rides. What's that mean?
1: You know, typically, Dick, the full ride is uh, there. There probably is a, a caveat with that full ride. There's probably a component that they received academically. They probably received a component from from a grant. They probably received a component from the athletics. And at the end of the day, they did receive a full ride uh, to pay for school. The full ride didn't just come from the baseball program. And very, very rare do you see a full ride given to a baseball. Uh, player, you know he may be a left-handed pitcher that was a first rounder who didn't sign, and yes, you know he's going to get, uh, you know your Garrett Coles of the world who are a full ride student. You know he was a first rounder with the New York Yankees, passed up a million dollars, and decided to go to you know play for Coach Sav at UCLA. Obviously, that's a extenuating circumstance, Dick, but typically those college baseball players are not getting full rides from the baseball program.
0: So they better get their academics up. Absolutely,
1: academics first and foremost.
0: On another note, on here, if okay, so Division One there's eleven point seven scholarships. Yeah, division, sorry, yeah, division
1: Two is Division what? What? Two has nine. Okay, uh, that is for a fully funded Division Two program. Division Three does not have any athletic none. baseball. So money. they have none. Zero. That's wow. correct. And typically, Division Three schools are higher academic institutions, uh, and and just like uh, some of those Ivy League schools. Every baseball player there is considered a recruited walk-on. Every baseball player is treated exactly the same in the eyes of the institution. Not in the not in the eyes of the baseball coach, but from a, from a monetary standpoint, none of those players are receiving athletic money uh, from the institution.
0: And if I get a scholarship for year one, my, my freshman year I get a scholarship, and I break my leg and I can't play that year, what do I do? I mean, I'm, do I red shirt? I'm not sure what that means. And, and or do I gray shirt, or what, what's all that mean? You
1: know, obviously, that's a, a you know injury is a, is a situation that is that is unique to, to your son or to to that athlete. Uh, scholarships are good for one year. They actually changed the rules a couple years back, where now college coaches can give a two, three, four year scholarship. Uh, obviously, that comes with some risks because if your son does break his leg and you know he's uh, he's on the hook to pay for the rest of that scholarship even though he's not helping his baseball team. Uh, but typically, a, a baseball scholarship is good for one season and it does not have to be renewed. That college coach uh, doesn't have to renew the scholarship. He can typically if the student-athlete stays, uh, stays eligible and does what he needs to do on the baseball field and stays out of trouble. Absolutely, he'll renew that scholarship. Uh, but obviously, you have what's called five years to play four, uh, So you could have a, a year where you take a sabbatical you have a year where you're injured you have a year where you need to recover from something and and they allow you five
0: calendar years to play four years of a sport wow that's really something so red shirting is that typical pretty much for first year kids you know dick it's really
1: dependent upon where that student athlete falls in the realm of that baseball program and typically the fall for that college program is the kind of the barometer to see where those athletes are going to fit in his lineup come come february 1st when they kick off and and, and start their season uh, so typically right around thanksgiving time those college coaches are going to sit each athlete down and say hey this is going to be your role in the spring you know you're going to you're going to be fighting for a job at shortstop or hey you know we're going to have you chalk the lines we're going to redshirt you uh, this is not gonna count against your year, you're not gonna suit up, you know, you're gonna be at every game, you're gonna help chart pitches, you're gonna help take out the trash, you're gonna help chase foul balls, but that's gonna be your role. And some of those students kinda of have to bite the bullet that first year and figure out if this is gonna be a good fit and they're gonna and they're gonna stick with
0: it. So Another thing that I know you've talked about in the past is, okay, my son decides, okay, I'm really he really wants to play in Texas rather than playing out here because the competition here is really, really tough, and he's got a chance to maybe go play at some place like Dallas Baptist or something. Is that what do I do? I mean, is, do I look? What do I look at a roster and see? I mean, how many out of out of state kids do they carry? I mean, how do I would even know that would be a good fit for him? Absolutely, Dick.
1: Yeah, well, you know, once you once you as a student and, and your son put together a list of schools, obviously geography becomes a component in, in that. Uh, But typically, college coaches and college programs are not going to recruit athletes outside of about a 500-mile radius. And you have to use the Internet as your best source of information. So if you're interested in going to Dallas Baptist, I would go to their website. I would look at their roster and count the number of kids that do not live or are not from the state of Texas. And you can probably count them on one hand. And that's just typically the way that... The recruiting works for college baseball. That Obviously, that is not the same for college basketball, clearly not the same for college football. But for baseball, which is a non-revenue generating sport at the college level, those college coaches do not have a luxury of recruiting an athlete who may have to pay out-of-state tuition, who may get homesick, who may have other variables that affect recruiting an athlete from out out of state so if you go to the uc irvine website i can pretty much guarantee you you can probably count less than five players that are not from the state of california you can do that all the way up and down the state at state up state through california long beach state fullerton ucla okay, right. usc yep. typically all those schools are going to be all those kids are going to be from southern california
0: yeah pretty much so let's talk about real quick naia I know there's not as much on the west coast as there was at one point and now they've gone to division 2 a lot of them. But just explain, just really quickly, NAIA, and my kid's look at maybe at an NAIA school. Why would he want to go there rather than going to a Division One school somewhere? That's a great question. NAIA baseball
1: has, you know, it has changed over the last three or four years. A lot of those NAIA schools, at least here in Southern California, have gone and jumped to Division Two, obviously for better, uh, you know, better exposure for their athletes. Uh, but typically, like I said, NAIA are are small private religious schools. Uh, There's about less than 150 of them across the country. They govern themselves. They have an unbelievable College World Series atmosphere. I I experienced it myself in 2007. It's held in Lewiston, Idaho. The entire town shuts down. And there's six thousand people all watching college baseball. You can look at guys in the big leagues right now. Stephen Vote, who is an NAIA player at Azusa Pacific University, who just signed for three million dollars. Kirk Newenheis was his teammate at Azusa Pacific University, NAIA player who's with the who's with the Milwaukee Brewers.
0: And they're now Division Two, are they? Uh,
1: yes, Azusa Pacific has gone Division Two, but that level of NAIA baseball is a top level where college uh, where college baseball players get seen by
0: scouts. Well, my Producer Paul over here is waving his fingers at us like I don't know what that means. He's like a s- circling around here. It's like a drone. So let me ask you, Justin, can you come back next week? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I appreciate this. I think no, we, we're going to have to have you back next week. Give us your information again. How do we get a hold of you? Again, uh, Justin Roswell,
1: I'm Executive Director for the Baseball Factory's Under Armour Tournament and Showcase Division. You're more than welcome to visit our website, baseballfactory.com. And is there an email or something for you? Uh, yes, uh, email would be info, info, at factory factoryathletics, F A C T O R Y A T H L E T I C S dot com. Info at factoryathletics dot And hey. our phone number is toll free 1 800 641
0: 4487. And for our information, for your information, everybody look at our, uh, go to our Twitter at RLF 16. So that does it for today. We'll uh, have Justin back for our next one. Thank you, Dick. I'd like to thank our guest today, Justin Roswell from Team One and Baseball Factory. You can visit his website, as he told you before, and you can visit ours at RyanLemonFoundation.com. Remember, all of you, keep swinging for the fences.